We'll look at this first and then we will pass out the gazettes and go over some thoughts for the new year and uh, go from there. Let's look in Luke chapter 10. I just want us to look quickly uh, this afternoon at who is my neighbor. We're talking about loving our neighbor and uh, this story in the Bible is a great, um, a great uh, litmus test uh, to check on who is my neighbor. And this is the story of the Good Samaritan. Look, start in verse 25. Uh, I didn't... For whatever reason, I didn't catch this until just now. Um, but we're going to hit on lawyers a little bit more. Um, verse 25 is, Behold, a certain lawyer stood up. Man, those lawyers, my goodness. Uh, and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Uh, If you've ever met a lawyer, they always have another question to ask. Uh, Verse 30, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence uh, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. We're going to look at who is our neighbor this afternoon. Lord, help us, I do pray, as we look at this passage. I know it's a familiar passage to most, but I pray that we'd still learn something fresh from it today. And help us as we continue to build on um, our 2020 plans, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, four things uh, that kind of help us when we're talking about our neighbor, finding our neighbors, who are our neighbors. Number one, when it comes to neighbors, don't try to justify yourself. Verse 29, the lawyer asked the question. Um, God responded. Christ responded with another question. He came back with the correct answer of love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, uh, and adds in strength as well, and, and thy neighbor as thyself. And Christ said, that's right. And then the man trying to justify himself, trying to kind of, again, give those extra reasons for why I'm asking this question or why I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. i got to find a way to justify myself. He then asks a, uh, a question of who is who's my neighbor. Uh, you know, sometimes when we mess up, we don't like to admit that we mess up, so we try to keep talking <laughs> instead of just saying, I was wrong. And when it comes to our neighbor, oftentimes when we, when we don't love our neighbor the way we're supposed to, we begin to justify it. And we begin to make up excuses for why we could not love our neighbor, for why we did not love our neighbor, uh, for why we cannot love our neighbor. And we justify it by asking more questions and trying to add more minutia to it. And the reality is we, just, we shouldn't try to justify ourselves. Either love your neighbor or admit that you're not loving your neighbor and then change and do right. Love your neighbor some more. Number two, don't pretend to not see your neighbor. 
Verse 31 and verse 32 has the, uh, the priest and the Levite that come and cross by on the other side. The Levite, it says, even came over, looked on him, and then walked on the other side. So oftentimes when it comes to loving our neighbors, we pretend like, oh, I didn't even realize he was there. I'm so sorry. I would have done something had I, had I realized it. I just didn't even see him there. Um, the reality is, is, is just like this priest and just like this Levite, we do see our neighbor. And then we begin to either judge them or we begin to um, let fear sink in or let uh, uncomfortableness sneak in or whatever it is. And then we pass by on the other side instead of loving our neighbor the way that we're supposed to. Don't pretend to not see your neighbor. They're right there. It's hard to miss. Number three, don't only kind of love your neighbor. Look at verse 33 through verse 35. Uh, The Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. I loved him. And when uh, he went to him, he bound up his wounds, he poured oil and wine, he set him on uh, the Samaritan's own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Then the next day when he was leaving... He gave money to the host of the inn, and he said towards the end of verse 35, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. So here's somebody to take care of him. If you have to spend more, please do it. When I come back, I'll give you the money that you've, that you've paid in also. And verse, um, so then verse 36, of course, asks, which one of these is the neighbor? And the answer is, who is being neighborly? Uh, the one who showed mercy. Don't just kind of love your neighbor, fully love your neighbor. The Samaritan, when he saw this man um, in great need physically, um, in great need emotionally, he picked him up, he cared for his wounds, he transported him to somewhere where he could rest, and then he paid to make sure that the care continued after he left. Now, you can look at this in a number of different, I mean, you could preach 50 sermons on this passage, but, uh, but at the end of the day, Christ is using it as an example of being neighborly. And he said the Samaritan, he was neighborly because he showed mercy. He cared for, uh, he didn't just say, I love that, that guy, boy, I feel bad for him. That doesn't do anything for anybody. When all you say is, I feel bad for you, okay. A lot of people feel bad for people. That doesn't mean we've showed them neighborliness, if that's even a word. Um, the Samaritan is the example that Christ used because of his compassion and his action. He showed and he proved, I didn't just kind of love the Samaritan. I didn't pick him up and give him some water and call an ambulance. Uh, I know they didn't have ambulances back then, but uh, he actually picked him up. He put him on his own beast. He took him somewhere where he could continue to get help and get better. When it comes to loving our neighbor, don't just kind of love them, fully love them. And then number uh, four, and lastly in this passage, um, we see God giving us an example in verse 37. Or not the example, he gave us the example in the Good Samaritan. In verse 37, he says at the end, Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. It's not just a story. It's a challenge to us and to this lawyer that says, go and do thou likewise. Do just like the Samaritan did. Find people laying on the side of the road, beaten and bruised. There are people who have been spiritually beaten. And I mean that not not by God. I mean that where they've been in church and they've been hurt. Uh, There are people who have been uh, hurt by family. There are people who've been hurt by friends. There are people all over the place that 
figuratively are laying on the side of the road beaten. And they need someone who can come alongside and not just encourage them, although encouragement's part of it, but truly help them. There's one thing that can help every person, and that's the Bible. And so when we come alongside to be neighborly, we're not going to come alongside just to be uh, uh, neighborly in the sense of, can I rake your leaves, although we might rake their leaves. Our purpose is to bring the one thing that can help, and that is the gospel. That is the, the knowledge of God and what can come with it. And so that will be our goal when it comes to being neighborly this year is to actually get out and impact people with the gospel. Uh, plant the seeds where seeds need to be planted. Water the seeds that need to be watered. And praise God for the harvest that we can reap um, afterwards. So there's going to be a lot that goes into it. And again, much of this is we're going to be very fluent throughout the year. We're going to add things here and there. We'll give you plenty of advance. I say that. I plan on giving you plenty of advance uh, about the things that we'll be doing and ways that we're going to get involved in the community. Uh, a lot like what we've done with our extravaganzas, our kids and our family extravaganza. Um, a lot of it is going to be the more active we are, the more people will know that there is a church in Lexington that cares about its community and that wants to help. And there's other churches that care about their community. All right, We're not the only one in Lexington that cares about their community. But we're going to make sure that we're doing things the way God wants us to do them. And we're going to make sure that we're going to be active reaching our community. So there's not a whole lot on this calendar. Um, Brett, why don't you hand these out to the adults. At least one per family. If both adults want one, that's fine. Um, a lot of what's on the calendar right now is just for the church. And, uh, and then we're going to add the community involvement in uh, throughout the year. We want to make sure we have plenty of time, preparation, all that that goes into it um, as well. <coughs> so once you get your gazette, um, I'm going to start with a couple things that are not on the gazette, and then we'll go over the things that are on it. Um, uh, I'm going to be emailing everybody uh, this afternoon a Bible reading plan. I was going to print them off, but... It's a lot of pages. Um, so I'm going, to be pr- I'm going to be emailing. If you need me to print it, if you don't have an email and you need me to print it, let me know and I can print you one. Uh, I think I got it down to seven pages. Um, so, um, But uh, the, what I'm going to email, you don't have to do this, but it is a reading the Bible through in a year. starts on January 6th, which is tomorrow, and it goes through January 5th of next year. All right? Um, and it's a chronological order of the Bible. So you'd be reading chronologically through the Bible, not necessarily in order of the books uh, that are there. And, uh, and so with that, I'm going to attempt to do a daily podcast devotional, three to five minutes, um, and it'll come out Monday through Friday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the devotional will be uh, within the reading plan. So it'll cover something that's within that day's reading schedule, what's, what you're could be reading that that schedule. You don't have to do this. This is something I personally have never done, reading the Bible through in a year, uh, because it's really hard for me, because I'm a really slow reader. Uh, but I'm going to do my best with it this year. And uh, and so now, when it comes to the devotional podcast, I'll do it just like we do for the church. So I'll post it. We'll put it on Facebook, on the church Facebook page, um, and everything like that as well. If no one's listening to it, I'm not going to keep doing it. Um, all right, it takes a little bit of time. Even though it's only three to five minutes, it takes more time to prepare for it and get it done. So I'm happy to do it if people will listen to it. 
Um, if people are not listening to it, then I'll, I'll stop doing it um, and use my time somewhere else. Uh, and these will not start until next Monday. So the, the reading starts tomorrow. The devotionals will start the following week after that because I have to get ahead of schedule in order to get them out in the morning so people can have the opportunity to listen to them throughout the day. Um, so you're aware of that uh, there, and uh, hopefully that'll be a help to us uh, as well. Uh, it's a lot of reading. Uh, you're talking, it depends on the day, how many chapters, because chapters are different lengths and all that kind of stuff. But it's all there. I'll email it to you. Any questions, if you can't read it or whatever, let me know. It'll be in a PDF form, so you should be able to just open it up and see it. Um, print it off if you'd like to for your family to use or however you want to do it. Up to you. If you need me to print it, please please let me know. All right, flip over to the back of the <coughs> excuse me, the Gazette, and you see our calendar that is here. We're going to try to do um, a few. I think I've got three or four, three, uh, three church-wide adult activities. So this is no children allowed, um, just for the adults. Last year we did this in February. We will do one again in February. Uh, February 22nd we will go bowling. Um, and then uh, throughout the year we've got one in June and one in September scheduled as well. And uh, we'll do different things for those, but it's just an opportunity for um, us adults to get away and do something. Last year, the February one was a Valentine's activity. Um, It will not be officially a Valentine activity Um, this year, just an adult activity. But if you want to use it as your Valentine for for a spouse, you can do that um, by all means. A couple of us run through this this schedule. These are things that you want to get in your calendar so you're aware of them, so you've got them. So that when you're looking at vacation and things like that, you know what you're missing if you're missing anything. Um, or know what to plan around if you're able to. February the 27th and 28th is the Small Church Pastors Conference. Uh, we have 10 confirmed pastors coming uh, with another 22 that have marked interested. And uh, we've got 11 confirmed pastors coming uh, with another still 22 that have marked as interested. Um, so we should have somewhere between 11 and 30 people, I believe, uh, for that event. And there's not a whole lot for the church to do for that. Um, we will have lunch um, on the 28th for the pastors, an ice cream fellowship on the 27th for the evening. So if it's something that you want to help out with, by all means, we'll let you. Um, but uh, just so you're aware of those things, March the 1st, which is the Sunday following that, Brother Jeremy Rowland will be with us. Um, he's not been with us for a uh, Yeah, he was here, I guess, a year or so ago. But uh, Brother Jeremy will be preaching the conference, and he'll be staying over for the weekend and preaching for us on that Sunday. And we'll have a church-wide cleanup April the 11th. That's the Saturday before Easter. Easter follows on the 12th, and then our anniversary Sunday is the next week on the 19th. So the church-wide cleanup, it'll be outdoor, indoor, getting everything just spruced up for the spring and going into our busy time of the summer. Uh, May the 15th and 16th, Father-Son Adventure, that's for uh, 6 and up, and that's down in Tennessee at the Bill Rice Ranch. Um, That's a Friday night, Saturday morning uh, event. June the 13th, another church-wide adult activity. Uh, I don't know what we're doing for that yet, but we'll feel free to pitch in ideas um, for those things as well. Something local, something affordable um, is what we're looking for. Uh, camp, June the 22nd through the 26th. That's for ages 8 to 18. Uh, July is Missions Month. Again, we'll do the same thing we did this past summer, having somebody different every week. We have two of those weeks filled already. Um, two of them are open, currently working on who to, who to bring in for that. One of those, more than likely, I'll be preaching. Um, I'll still be bring, bring, bringing someone else in um, as well. But that, we'll do the same thing every Sunday in July. We'll do something uh, special focused on local. Um, so our missions month this year will be local. Um, you know, one guy is a 
ministry that he does nationally, but uh, something that is a good idea for our church. Um, and uh, and then Brother Lee Watts will be with us in July as well. He's the chaplain to Frankfurt um, uh, here at the Capitol, and uh, so he'll be with us one week as well. Uh, July the 11th, Kids Extravaganza. Please make sure you get that on your calendar so you're aware of it, know when it's going to be, and um, uh, excited about doing that again at the park. September the 19th, Churchwide Activity. October, uh, first weekend of October, Ladies Retreat down in Tennessee. Second, well, first full weekend of November uh, is Men's Retreat down in Tennessee as well. November 8th, I'm thankful for you Sunday. We did this a few years ago where we invited coworkers to come and... Um, we had, I think, eight eight visitors, seven or eight visitors come. Uh, it was the first time Darius came um, as well. And uh, it's a Sunday. It's, a, it's an opportunity, an extra opportunity to invite people to come. A special Sunday that, hey, we're doing this at our church. I'd sure like for you to come. Um, we're going to talk about exactly our focus for that day. We've, we've talked about doing public servants, firefighters, police officers, um, things like that. We may do co-workers again. We're still working through that. Um, but that'll be a special Sunday in November. Uh, focused on getting specific people to come to church that Sunday. And uh, and last time we did it, we were able to get together a little gift bag and things like that. And we had some companies that pitched in and helped us out with that. So we'll work on that uh, coming up on November. Of course, that's the, the next budget. Um, so that's kind of neat that we can plan a little deeper as we get into the summer towards that event. Uh, November 14th, Family Extravaganza. We'll attempt to do that again. Um, I'd like to do it the same place, same location, uh, hit the same neighborhoods and kind of build off of that last year. The same thing with the kids' extravagance. I'd like to do it at the same park we did it last year to build again within that, that part of the community. And December 13th, Christmas program, still a lot of planning and thought going into to what we're going to do uh, with that. I have some ideas, but nothing finalized yet, so I won't give you – we don't know exactly what we're going to do with that. Um, here's what I'd like you to do uh, as you're praying and preparing and things like that uh, for Sunday. I want you to work very hard as a family to get one visitor a month. One visitor a month to come to church with you. Um, coworker, neighbor, family, stranger, it doesn't matter who, uh, but work very hard to find one visitor each month. I thought about doing something, having a special friend day every month, or the last Sunday of every month be friend day and things like that and get uh, print stuff out and all that kind of stuff. Um, decided not to do that. Try not to do anything that's regularly regular monthly because... Um, when we try to do that, it hasn't worked. <laughs> so we're going to try not to do that this year. Um, but, uh, but for you, if you will make a commitment and a goal to do your best to try to find one person, uh, someone that you can think of, that, hey, I'd like to see this person come to church, and then start praying about it and ask God to help you, give you take away uh, obstacles and uh, take away excuses and things like that, and then just boldly invite them. Hey, I'd like you to come to church. Give them a date. Uh, it can be this Sunday, or it can be, hey, on January. I don't know what the, I don't have my calendar in front of me. Uh, on this date in January, hey, come to church with me. We're gonna have food. Don't tell them what, because we might not have it planned out that far. But we're gonna have food for lunch, and well, you don't have to tell them we do it every week uh, <laughs> until they get here. But uh, uh, I want you to come, and it'll be a good time. I'd really like you to come to church with me. Um, invite that way. Don't invite just hey, sometime we'd like for you to come. Be specific about it. Um, take a trap. Take a, a door hanger. And uh, say, so, hey, you know, our church is uh, here and we're trying to reach more neighbors. You can say that. If you don't have to, you can say whatever you want to say. Invite them and pray about it uh, and get them to come with you. If you, have, if you need to pick them up, pick them up. If you need to bribe them some other way, bribe them some other way. Um, but get them to come to church. 
Invite them to come. Focus and think about it monthly. All right? So pick a person. Start praying about it now. Ask the Lord to help you and invite that person to come. And if we want our church to grow, obviously, but we don't want our church to grow through church splits and people leaving churches and that kind of stuff. We're happy that uh, people who need a church, we're obviously happy to be a church for them. But our goal should not be building a church that way. Our goal should be building a church the way the Bible uh, puts it. That's going out and getting people and bringing them in. Um, It's going to be hard to expect, especially lost people, just to come walking through the door. Uh, That's not natural. It happens, but it's not natural. Um, Go out and find people. Invite them. Bring them with you. And, uh, and have them come. Uh, obviously, by all means, witness them to yourself when they come to church and they hear the Bible preached and uh, see that there's other people more than just you that can love them, um, which, is again, is important. If we have visitors, come love them. Um, introduce yourself. Everybody does a good job with that. But in between services and things, go up and talk to them. Get to know them a little bit. Um, you know, and, and uh, when they're coming in looking for a seat, help them find a seat. Um, you know, you can say, I normally sit here, but I saved it just for you. Um, it doesn't matter. Just uh, get them in, get them a seat, make them feel comfortable, love on them um, while they're here. Because you don't know how much opportunity we'll have. It may just be that one week to show them Christ's love. And so make sure you take advantage of those things. So as far as the planning goes, there's not a ton of stuff. I mean, I look at the back of the page and go, well, that's a lot of stuff. There really isn't a lot of stuff already on the schedule. We're going to work on some different ways, though, that we can get into the community. Uh, we'd like to get involved with the rescue mission um, in some way, shape, or form, serving meals or whatever it may be. You might have the opportunity to preach there. Um, there, there are multitudes of so-called ministries in, in Lexington um, helping people who need help. There's um, a place for uh, women who have been abused. Um, there's places for homeless. There's places for um, just general needy. There's, there's all kinds of areas. Uh, our community not just Lexington, um, Georgetown. Uh, I don't know as much about Winchester, uh, but Nicholasville. Uh, our community has done a very good job with having people who are trying to help people, um, but not all of them are helping with the Bible. And so we we'll want to find things that we can get involved in, that we can get out and help with, and, uh, and do things like that. Well, we're going to try to do something at least quarterly in the community. Our kids' extravaganza and family extravaganza would be two of those things, but um, to try to get out and, and uh, maybe spend a Saturday or part of a Saturday out helping and doing things like that. As the weather warms up again, we'll get out a little bit more with door hangers and things like that as well. But the gospel, and I've said this before, and there are preachers who disagree with me, and I really don't care. The gospel is more effective with those you already know. And you can, you can do the thousand doors and see one person saved and rejoice over that. Or you can go to the people you see every day and people that you already love and know, and people that know you, and you can share the gospel with them. And, and for some of us, that's more than others. We, some of us, are if, we're, if you're working, then you see people, and, and if you're not, then there's other, there's other avenues. And I understand everybody's is a little different. The schedules are all a little different. I get all that. But if we'll be faithful to share the gospel in our personal lives, um, we'll see more growth and more fruit than if we try to corporately do it to fill our our duty box for church. Um, so just faithfully be what God wants you to be. Continue to invite. Our church has always invited people. 
Continue to do that. Do it on purpose. Pick a person. Pray about it. Invite them. And keep inviting them until they say yes. And, uh, you know, sometimes we go, oh, they said no, so I guess I'm done. You know, some people, if you know they don't go to church, if they already go to church, that's one thing. If they don't go to church, then keep inviting them. And it'll be annoying, but send them a text. Hey, I'm going to church tomorrow. Can you come with me? Uh, you know, if they've already told you no for one Sunday, um, everybody's going to have an excuse, right? Hey, want to come to church with me? Oh, I got plans for this weekend. Oh, good. I wasn't talking about this weekend. I was actually talking about next weekend. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, well, let me check. I'll get back with you. All right? So then two hours later, text them. Uh, hey, you haven't gotten back with me yet. Uh, is that weekend open? Uh, stay on. Stay on. Stay on. And, uh, and invite them to come, love on them, and allow our church to love on them as well. That's what we got planned right now. Um, like I said, we'll add more here in the days to come as well. And uh, the, we do have a new music sign-up sheet in the uh, coffee table, so sign up for special music, uh, January, February, March, and April. And um, uh, there's new pins. If you didn't get one, they're on the cubbies. Uh, they're blue. I don't have one with me. Uh, but they're blue pins. And, uh, and so they're, other than that, they're pretty much the same. Uh, we made one small change, but most people won't recognize it, so it won't matter. Um, uh, outside of that, love your neighbor. Find a way to love your neighbors. Think about ways that as a church we can love our neighbors together. And uh, But it starts with you. It starts with me individually every day, uh, doing what God wants us to be, uh, being what God wants us to be, doing what God wants us to do, loving our neighbors um, as ourselves, and loving the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind. I'm looking forward to this year. I'm excited about it. I'm excited what the Lord has for us. Um, we have... In different years, we've grown and we've shrunk and we've grown and we've shrunk and we've kind of plateaued this year from the beginning of the year, um, which is better than going down. Uh, so we're, we're pleased with that, but now it's time for us to grow again. It's time for us to grow, and the way we're going to grow is by getting out and loving our neighbors, bringing them in, and allowing God to change their lives. And uh, so let's work diligently and let's work purposefully to do just that um, and uh, let God help us do it. All right? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for letting us come today. Thank you for this uh, vision. Thank you for your word and how it teaches us and shows us by example how to love our neighbors. And so, Lord, I pray that we would be as the Samaritan and not like the priest or the Levite. And, Lord, that we would truly care for people, have compassion on them, and help them. Help us to love our neighbors. Give us wisdom on how we can do it effectively and even as a group together as a church. But, Lord, help us individually with the people you've placed in our lives to be the best example of who you are and your love to them. Lord, we do pray that you'd grow our church. We do pray that you'd bring us new people and we'd see people saved and baptized and discipled. And Lord, I pray that you would use us in this year uniquely to reach this community. There are churches everywhere, but Lord, we know that we have the truth and we know that we're presenting the truth. So Lord, we pray that you would direct us to people who desperately need it. And God, would you give us boldness and wisdom as we do just that. Um, help those that are not feeling well to, to get healthy uh, be with our missionaries, Lord, in this new year as well, as some of them are trying to get to the field still. I thank you for the Kellys reaching 40% of their uh, support level, and we pray that they would continue to, to, to grow that support so they can get to Suriname. Uh, we pray for uh, the Hine family as they're still raising support while they're out working as well, and uh, for others as well. We're thankful we'll get to see uh, Jeremy in a couple weeks as he comes in and is with us. Uh, Lord, we continue to pray and, and ask for your help and provision for each of our missionaries. Uh, help us now this week that we go out and be exactly what you want us to be. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's be dismissed. We'll be back Wednesday at 7.